0: Bavakama, Perik, Zain, Mishnah, Vav, seven, six. The pivotal issue of this Mishnah is that in order for one to be liable for Ganeva, for having stolen something, he has to do a formal ma'asakinyin, a formal action which would be um, able to transfer ownership from the previous owner to him, much the same way as we learn in Kedushan when one is going to acquire something just in a com- commercial transaction— you know, giving the money, or saying, I agree to give it to you, or saying it's yours, or hand, shaking hands, none of that transfers ownership. You need a formal Maisek When it comes to livestock here in our mission, we'll consider two of those different acts that would affect um, transfer ownership. One is called Meshicha, pulling the animal, causing it to move. The other is Hagba, lifting it up off the ground. Now, um, Hagba, lifting something off the ground, works in all events. If a person says, here, you can have my sheep, and the buyer says, okay, and he lifts it off the ground, that's what affects the transfer of ownership from the seller to the buyer. And similarly, if you have a thief, so if he lifts the sheep off the ground, that's when it becomes um, his, meaning he's stolen it effectively. Um, when it comes to Meshicha, causing the animal to move, like us say, dragging it, pulling it along. So that cannot be effective while the animal still remains in the reshuz, in the property of the owner. Um, it only becomes an effective mode of, of transfer when the mashiach has done the animal's pulled um, in some kind of like neutral ground, meaning in not in the property that's owned b- exclusively by the by the current owner, the the, the first owner, the, the seller, the victim in the case of a theft. So, with that in mind, the mishich is going to discuss um, what happens if the thief is in the midst of stealing it, the animal, let's say, but um, he hasn't done a proper uh, Masakin in a proper act which would transfer ownership to him. Now, if indeed he has done a proper masakin, there would be two separate uh, ramifications. The first would be um, that now the thief is required to return the object, and he is subject to that penalty of the the kafal, the double payments, um, both of those. So that's kicks in when and only when the thief does the masakin, the action which would transfer, making him being formally a thief as opposed to just a guy who's in the midst of. Getting around to stealing something. The other issue is that when one steals something, so he's taking possession of someone else's object, he's certainly no less liable to um, protect and look out for the consequence of like, the animal causing damage or damage being caused to it um, than one would be if he were a shoal, someone who's borrowing with permission. The thief essentially is borrowing without permission. And therefore, once the thief has done the a he becomes responsible um, for any damage that happens to or is caused by uh, the animal. So, um, that being the case, Uh, the mission here says, If the thief is in the process of um, stealing, let's say, a sheep, he's dragging it out of the property of the current owner, but it hasn't yet left the current owner's owner's property. (laughs) And the animal actually dies in the process of being led off of the property. Before actually leaving the property of the owner, so like just, just as a heart attack. It's not that he didn't. The thief didn't kill the animal. The animal just died. Um, so then, potor. Then the thief will be exempt from all obligations because he didn't do anything. He didn't um, steal the animal yet before it died, and he didn't assume responsibility for the animal because he didn't do an act of of theft that would make him now be like the you know the person who's you know taking the animal without permission. He hasn't taken it yet. Obviously, if the thief cause the death of the animal, that would be not a act of theft, but like we saw before, an act of of, of nezak, of damaging someone's animal. Well, that's not the case of our mission. Our mission is the animal just died of its own natural causes. Now, higbio, if the thief actually lifts the animal off of the ground, so that would be a effective um making the thief now take having performed an act of theft and becoming responsible. Osho tzil seal murshusabilum vemes, or if he was being Moshech that he was pulling it, um, but the animal actually um, left the property of the the owners, the mace, and then the animal just dies. So then, Chayev. So then, at that point, the thief is obligated to make restitution, because it's his responsibility if the animal dies. Just like if someone um, borrows, if you want to borrow my cow for the day to do work with it, and, um, and the cow, meanwhile, dies... So then you can't just say, I'm sorry, your cow died. You have to return the animal to me. So then, similarly, the thief would be responsible for the death of the animal um, at that point. Now, uh, the second part of our Mishnah is, uh, when I say meis chayev, means he's chayev now to pay um, a kafal payment, a double payment, right? Once for the, he has to return the animal, which is dead now, so just the value of the animal. Plus, he has to pay restitution. In addition to the in addition to restitution, he has to pay also the penalty of however much the man was worth at the time that he stole it. He had to pay that again. That's the K for the double payment. Okay, that's part one of the Mishnah. Now, part two of the Mishnah um, takes this idea to the next level. It says, what happens if our thief is a very clever fraudster who understands um, the basic halachas that we've just discussed, and therefore he himself never does any action. Which would make him perform an act of theft. He basically leaves that to somebody else to do, or he tricks someone else into doing it. Um, so the you know the one example I'll tell you now is let's say the thief owes someone else money. So he says, "Oh, I owe you a hundred bucks, and that's the value of a, of a little sheep." Why don't you come to my backyard, as he he fools the the you know the, his creditor into thinking, and help yourself to one of my sheep. And so then the the creditor. Takes a sheep, thinking he's being reimbursed for his, you know, for the the debt that's owed him. But in fact, what he's really doing is stealing somebody else's. They'll call him the victim, the victim sheep. So now, who becomes the thief? Is it the fraudster who who essentially caused the theft to occur, and he did nothing, or is it um, the unwitting creditor who thought he was taking a sheep that belonged to someone who owed him money, but actually he was he was stealing a sheep? So who actually is the thief who would have to pay the kable payment? Um, so. Uh, at all events, if... So, that's the, that's the question. Um, the answer to that question, is really, is, is a, is a mechlokas. And um, the mechlokas revolves on the issue of what we discussed previously in the Masechta, of being a shaliyah veira, for acting as an agent for somebody else to perform some kind of crime. So, the usual rule is that, we, as we said before... Um, there's no such thing as being a shlich devar a veyra. meaning if I tell you to go rob a bank and you rob the bank, you can't point to me. You're the one who the bank. You're fully responsible, um, even if I sort of induce you to do it some way, You know, I, I threatened you with, you know, blacking your eye or by paying you 100 bucks. It doesn't make a difference. The point is you carried out the theft, even though it was induced by me. So you are the thief. So the reason why we say that um, the person responsible the one who did the act is because even though he was acting as a shaliach, so to speak, because divrei harav me shomin, says the Gemara, if you have instructions that were given to you by the master and instructions that given to you by the student, to whom should you listen? That's a rhetorical question, again which means, you know, God said don't steal, the guy who's inducing this the would-be bank robber to yes steal. Who was the bank robber I'm supposed to listen to? God who said don't, or the well, the godfather guy who said do. The answer, of course, is he's supposed to listen to Hashem so that he's responsible to Hashem for breaking Hashem's rules. Now, um, the Machlux Roshonim revolves on the issue of, well, that all sounds good, but what happens if the person who's doing the action, un- unbeknownst to him of being a thief, like the creditor who's taking the, the sheep, that doesn't belong to either of them, um, he's not not listening to Hashem. He doesn't know this. He's stealing. So do we say still, bottom line is, he is the agent um, of the theft and he's responsible? Or do we say that here he is essentially um, just acting as a shaliyach vera because he didn't know not to listen to Hashem, he didn't know he was acting as a thief, and therefore the real person who was responsible is the mishaleach, the fraudster who tricked him, and the fraudster who had to pay. Okay, and then actually the a has shown him the answer to that question. Um, so we'll discuss those shitas in a second, but let's see the Mishnah inside now. The Mishnah says, nesano buchoros Beno, if, the fraudster gives the victim sheep to some Kohen for the sake of um, pigeon hub Ben. There's a rule, of course, that when a, a firstborn male, um, under many circumstances, the Jewish boy um, has to be redeemed um, with his five slime, his five silver coins, or an equivalent value um, by a Kohen, and the money goes to the Kohen. So um, here the fraudster has a son. He says to a Kohen, listen, Kohen. I'm going to give you, you know, five slime. Just come to what he's referring to as, as my farm and help yourself to one of my sheep worth five slime. So again, so what happens is that the fraudster really is letting the cohen steal some third-party sheep. So effectively what happens is when the cohen walks off with the sheep, the cohen has unwittingly acted, uh, performed an action of, of theft. Okay, so who's responsible? Um, or the fraudster owes somebody else money and gets his creditor to come and choose the sheep himself. Again, the Balchov, um, the creditor does the actual taking of the animal, whereas the fraudster does nothing. Or, or Or the fraudster says to some third party, listen, you act as my shomer, as my guardian, you take the animal back to my house, and I'll deal with it later, meaning I guess he's planning to get the co owner or the creditor to collect the sheep, not from the farm, but from... You know, the fraudster's home, but who actually does the escorting of the animal off the premises? It's this shomer, this guardian, and not not the fraudster. In all those cases, via moshchavu mesper shusabailim, we're paralleling now the first part of the Mishnah. If um, the unwitting thief, we'll call him the Kohen, for example, the creditor, etc., he's taken the animal off the premises, but then the animal dies while still on the property of the 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 owners so there's never an act of lifting of hagbah just of meshicha and since you can't meshicha is not affected the transfer ownership while selling the property of the owners then putzer then everyone is innocent and there's no payment to be made it says the Bartanura, haganav maklum the the fraudster is off the hook from everything because he did nothing right he just told the cohen to take the animal but the animal died before anyone did anything technically like technically speaking but However, if, again parallel in the first part of the Mishnah, if our Kohen or a Balchov, etc., he lifted the animal off the ground, or he did Mashicha and he let it off the premises, so at that point the Mashicha, when it's a neutral ground, like in the in the alleyway or whatever it is outside the owner's um, home, at that point an active transfer has occurred, a mice akin has occurred, so now the animal is a stolen animal. The Mace, when the animal dies, Chayav, now there's an obligation to make restitution. Now, the question is, who has to make restitution, and how much. So the bartanura seems to learn, although he's, he's not explicit, um, that it would be the ganav, the frauds, I call him, who would be responsible, as some Rishonim learn, um, and he would have to pay, you know, a K-ful payment, a double payment, and the reason why is because of Ein Shleil there, even though that the Kohen or the, the creditor, etc., did the act of theft, they didn't know, and so the real bad guy is the ghana. That seems to be what the bartender is learning, um, but he's not explicit. Uh, the Rambam is explicit, he says no. He says the rule of Ein Schlich Devar Avera, you can't be an agent for someone else to do a sin, um, is hard and fast, and even if you're tricked into doing the sin, you're responsible. And therefore, the Rambam Paskins that it would be the Kohen, or the, uh, you know, the Balchov, etc., who took the animal, um, even though they're an unwitting thief, but they're a thief, and therefore they're responsible to return the animal, and not only that, but to pay also the kefal, to pay the double payment as well. Understands um, me that would be the din. Obviously, at that point, the cohen could turn around and, and you know pursue the fraudster. Uh, but the bottom line is the person to whom um, the owner, the original owner of the sheep, would turn is the person who took the sheep, which was a you know a, a, a tricked, a duped cohen or balchov, etc.